0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The resurrection of our Lord is central to our faith. Paul wrote to the Corinthians If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. If Christ has not been raised, Your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Indeed, one cannot reject the resurrection and rightly be called a Christian. Christ is raised or we are damned. It's that simple. Fortunately, Christ is in fact raised. And for our faith, we have many, many faithful witnesses who testify to his resurrection. On this Easter Sunday, I want to consider closely this account of the resurrection from Matthew's gospel, which you heard here this morning. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. The first day of the week, that's Sunday. Remember, Sabbath is the day of rest the day when God rested in his creation. So the first day of the week is Sunday. Well, that's today. And it's no coincidence that Easter is on a Sunday, right? That's why we worship on Sunday, because every Sunday is a celebration of the resurrection of our Lord. Christ is raised. Uh, We we say those words this day, and we say them every Sunday. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, who's that other Mary? Uh, most commentators would say that the other Mary is the mother of James and Joseph and you can see her with Mary Magdalene in Matthew uh, 27. So it's, it seems like that's uh, the, the connection there. Um, and in the last chapter of Matthew in chapter 27, we saw that both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, uh, the mother of Joseph and James were present as witnesses to his crucifixion and to his burial. They saw both. Now they have come to see the tomb. There's uh, some preparation that needs to be made and they've come to see to it. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. Just as there was an earthquake at Jesus' death, now there is an earthquake as they arrive at the tomb. And then an angel descended from heaven, moves this massive stone out of the way, and then he sits on it. I I wish I could have a picture of that, but I'd be terrified because it was a terrifying sight to see that. In fact, it said, the text says, and for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. The guards actually became speechless and stunned and just didn't, you know, know what to do. Now, did they collapse? And then Mary and the other Mary had to like, you know, sort of step around them as they walked over to the tomb to inspect it. Don't know, Matthew doesn't give us more details than that. But the bottom line is the angel is not the little, you know, the little, Fluffy wing thing that you see on uh, uh, in the caricature. That's not that's not the angel. The angel is uh, terrifying. I don't know, twenty feet tall. He's uh, he's shining like lightning. His appearance. So they're terrified, and actually it makes sense because what is an angel? Actually, the word angel it, it just means messenger. They're a messenger of God. So here's a messenger from God that has come, and. They should be afraid. They absolutely should. Because he's the Lord's messenger. And to the unbeliever, God is all judgment. If you're an unbeliever, then you only know the judgmental God. The God who is wrathful and vengeful. There are no... Um, you know, this is why, um, think about Romans 1. There are, there's no such thing as an atheist. There are no no true uh, atheists. They, there are people who suppress the truth of God in unrighteousness. They know there's a God. They know there's a God and they fear him, rightly so, because God is their judge. So the soldiers are terrified and it makes sense and they became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. Perhaps easier said than done. After all, there was a massive earthquake. An angel has descended from heaven and they're standing in awe at this. And uh, yeah, so there would be reason to be afraid. But listen to what he says. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Don't be afraid because I know that you seek Jesus. You see, the person who seeks Jesus doesn't have cause to be afraid. Because why would you seek Jesus? Now, if he was your judge, and he was just gonna squash you, you know, fire eyes, looking down and smiting you, because you sinned, if that was Jesus, then you wouldn't seek him. But to the one who sees in Jesus the Savior who died for the sins of the world, we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to fear God. Because God loves us, and he has shown his love in Christ. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. The the angel said, he is not here, for he has risen as he said. See, Jesus' resurrection is a fulfillment of prophecy. Of course, the prophecy throughout the Old Testament, which testifies to him, but also the, the prophecies which he himself spoke For example, he said, for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Or think about Jesus saying, tear down this temple and in three days I'll rebuild it. He was crucified in part because of that confession that he made. So he was saying, I will rise from the dead. And of course he did in fulfillment of those prophecies. So the angel, to sort of summarize all that, the angel saying, take heart. The the witness of Jesus was true. He is, in fact, risen as he said he would, and you can trust in him. When he says, don't be afraid, that's what he's saying. He's, He's wrapping it all together and saying, don't be afraid, for all of the things that were prophesied have come to pass, and it's come to pass for your good. Therefore, you need not be afraid. Then he said, come and see the place where he lay. The angel has invited them to come and bear witness to this resurrection. Now the angel has given them a command so far, uh, one command, which was do not be afraid. He gives a second command along with the promise. He says, then go quickly There's the command, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. Go and tell, go and be a witness to the resurrection to the disciples. Behold, he is going before you to Galilee and here's the promise, there you will see him. See, I have told you. Be witnesses to the resurrection. Go and tell the disciples. That is a command of the angel. And then a promise that you will see him. You will meet Jesus in Galilee. The women responded in faith. They believed that promise. We will meet Jesus. We will go. We will do what the angel has commanded. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Notice that they ran. But they're intercepted on the way. And behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. They came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. This is why I want to slow down and read this text again. I I know we already read it once, but I want to read it again. Notice that. They took hold of his feet. What does that tell you about the resurrected Jesus Christ? He has a body like you and I, only his, a spiritual body. But nevertheless, a body, and they took hold of his feet. And what else? They worshiped him. They worshiped Jesus. These faithful women, they worshiped the resurrected Christ. Our passage this morning concludes at verse 10. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. I want you to notice something very special in this last passage, which you might just sort of gloss right over. I'm going to read it again. Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Back in verse 7, the angel said to go quickly and tell his disciples. Jesus reiterates the command, but notice how he says it. Go and tell my brothers. Who are these brothers? Our Lord Jesus Christ speaks of them as brothers. Who are they? Oh, they're the people who abandoned him. They're the people who had betrayed him. They are the people who had not been faithful to him. (laughs) But Jesus says, go tell my brothers. In other words, he's saying, it's finished. You're reconciled. We are reconciled. You are my brothers. I know that Peter is reeling with the pain and the sting of having betrayed Jesus three times. Hearing that rooster crow. Jesus says, Forget about it. You, Peter, are my brother. Peter wasn't alone. All of them scattered. That was the prophecy. Remember, Satan would strike the shepherd and the sheep would scatter. But see, that's not where Jesus leaves it. Jesus comes to call the sheep back together. He is the good shepherd. So, on this day with with this with all else that goes on on uh, surrounding easter all of the the fanfare remember this if nothing else that jesus does not kick anyone to the curb he doesn't do that he says you're my brother you're my sister We are reconciled because of the work that he has done on the cross. He has taken upon himself your sins, all of your sins, and the sins of the whole world. You are reconciled to God. In Christ, you're reconciled. Jesus Christ was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So on Easter Sunday, hear the good news